So I just got back from the 2023 U.S. National Pickleball Championships in Dallas, Texas, and boy, was that a good time. Did I see a lot of great pickleball? I saw a whole bunch of things that were kind of consistent in terms of the trends that we've seen over the last few years, but also some things that were a little bit different. No, we're not going to talk about the washrooms, or we're not going to talk about the transportation, we're not going to talk about the communication between organizers and people. We don't want to talk about that stuff. We want to talk about what we saw on the pickleball court, especially when it came to the pros. What are the things going on at nationals that you should know about. Hey there, I'm Mark Renison. Welcome to Pickleball Problems. Today we are talking about three of the insights that I had from Nationals 2023 Dallas, Texas. Let's get right to it. Number one, let it rip, baby. Now, this is a trend that we have seen and we have talked about for the last number of years. I don't know how long we've been talking about this. And it continues in full force. And that is hitting the ball hard. Elite players are looking to speed things up. That is the default move. That is the default attitude that they have is they are going to speed things up. Why? Why speed things up instead of slow things down? Well, when you slow things down, you give your opponents more time to do whatever it is they want to do, to set up for the ball or to think about where they're going to hit. And we don't want to give them time, right? Right. So let's hit hard. That is the default. And that's true, obviously, on the high balls. You probably do this at home, right? When you get a ball well above net level, you look to hit that ball hard. And that's true. And the pros still continue to do that. But we also see in other situations that uh, maybe more commonly in the past, you think, oh, that's going to be an unattackable ball. Well, they are still attacking it. So we're talking about a low ball off of a return of serve. They're still driving that ball. Or a good dink, for example. Very often, not always, of course, but very often smacking that ball at the opponent. So let it rip, baby. That was the number one insight from this tournament. People are looking to hit hard. Now, let's talk, talk number two. This one I call quiet, please. Now, we know that advanced players, they have to be great communicators. But one of the things that really stood out to me, and I, have, I was lucky enough, I had a media pass, so I was sitting right courtside, right behind the players as they were serving. And what struck me was how often they would say nothing to each other between the point, that they would just be silent, right? Sometimes they wouldn't even look at each other. There was very little in many cases, verbal communication that was going on between the players. And that's often quite different from what you regularly here. Oh, players should always talk. They should be supportive. They should make a plan. So there's very little verbal communication going on, especially between the points. Now, why is this? Well, I think that's because when the players step on the court, they already have the game plan. They know who they're going to pick on. They know who they're going to try to avoid. They know whether they're going to try to speed things up right away or slow things down. They kind of know what the plan is. So by the time you get on the court, it's not really the time to talk about the plan. What are we going to do next? You've already established that. Now it's really just about the execution, baby right? Putting that ball where it's supposed to go in the way it's supposed to get there. So does that mean that they never talk between points? No, of course not. Sometimes they did need to support one another. Sometimes they did need to sort of rethink the plan. But very often, um, it was like kind of business as usual, right? The rally would end, players go back to the baseline, they grab the ball, and they get ready for the next one. I even noticed this during the uh, timeouts, right? During the timeouts or like a commercial break or something like that, players would stand there. A great example, one I saw most commonly was Ben Johns and Annalie Waters. Like they would sit there for the entire like three minute break, standing behind the baseline, waiting for the play to come back after commercial and not say a word to each other. 
And then, of course, as soon as the action got going, they were ready. They knew exactly what was happening. So I thought that was interesting um, how little talking that we saw from the players between points and sometimes even between games and commercial breaks. All right, this is normally the time in the show where we do a quick ad for Pickleball Coaching International, and we're going to do that here, except I'm working in a co-working space today, so i got to be quick and i got to be quiet. If you are a pickleball instructor or you would like to become one, check out PCI Pickleball today, Pickleball Coaching International. Hey, Jarvis. <laughs> one of the great... Th- one- One of the great things about PCI is that you can do the instructor certification program on your own schedule. It's all online, so that means you don't have to miss work or school. You don't have to spend time in hotels. Go to PCIPickleball.com today. Our instructor certification program is a fantastic way to get started to give yourself credibility in the pickleball coaching industry. And since we're getting close to the holidays, did you know you can even buy it as a gift for someone else? So if there's someone on your wish list that you think wants to become a certified pickleball instructor, head over to PCI Pickleball today, sign them up, get them going. What a great gift that would be. Pickleball Coaching International. We make good coaches even better. Welcome back to Pickleball Problems. Today on the show, we are talking about three takeaways that I saw from the 2023 U.S. National Championships. The first was, by default, players are looking to hit balls hard. We're talking about drives on the third shot or fifth shot. We're talking even about low balls up at the net, you know, that normally would be dinked. We also talked about how little communication we saw, or verbal communication, I guess I should say, during the points and even between points. And the third thing that I saw that I guess connects to number one a little bit was huge serves. Like I said, where I was sitting for most of this was right behind the players on the baseline, and you had a great vantage point. You can see this, by the way. We post a ton um, on our social media, uh, especially on our TikTok. There's tons of videos. Look for us at Third Shot Sports, where you could just see how hard these players were serving. And I'm talking about the women as well as the men. Of course, there were some that just kind of got the ball in or they hit it at 70% speed, but there were a lot of players that were going out there and just crushing serves, either in singles or in doubles. Now, why is this? Well, it's not really to win the point outright. I mean, that's a nice bonus if that happens. But what it is to do is to make it so that the returners have a tough time playing a great return. If they get the ball back in play and they're trying to avoid one player and pick on another. Well, if I can serve hard enough that instead of that ball being directed at the weaker player, that ball goes to the middle of the court. Well, now my partner and I can choose who's going to take that ball. That's an advantage for us. And by hitting the serve a little bit harder, you increase the chance that you're going to get that return that's less than ideal, right? Now, did they sometimes miss serves? Sure, it happens. But they didn't miss a whole lot of them. The players work on this. They work on being able to hit their serves fast and low and still keep the ball in play. So I bet you that this is something that you can do at home uh, with your own game. Is Go out there, start to be brave. Go for a little bit more when it comes to your serve. See if you can get either a free point, that's a nice bonus, or at the very least, challenge your opponents, make it tougher for them to hit the kind of return of serve that they want. All right, that's it for this mini edition of Pickleball Problems. Those three takeaways, huge serves, very little verbal communication, and let it rip, baby. I'd love to know what you think about this. Why not send me a note, mark at thirdshotsports.com. Better yet, send me a voice memo. Open that up on your phone and just email it to me, mark at thirdshotsports.com. If you are a pickleball instructor or you want to become one, check out pcipickleball.com, Pickleball Coaching International. We make good coaches better. Our instructor certification program is all online, so you can do it whenever it's convenient for you at your own speed. Don't have to miss work or school or anything like that. And thanks to our good friends over at Selkirk Sport making it possible for us to do this podcast. And until next time, I'm Mark Renison. Thanks for listening.